0: Sponsored by CurioSoft Kids Games. Visit their website, CurioSoft.com, for lots of fun kids games. That's C-U-R-I-O-S-O-F-T.com. Welcome to the Homeschooling Podcast Show. Today with me is a special guest. Uh, how about you introduce yourself?
1: My name is Mary Beth Wayland, and I am a homeschooling mom of uh, six children and have been homeschooling this is just finishing up our 10th year.
0: How did you get into homeschooling?
1: Well, uh, that's kind of a funny story. When uh, my son was about four or five months old, our very first child, we um, moved with my husband's job up to La Crosse, Wisconsin. And while we were there, we were only there for six months, and so I only met one person while we were there. And that person was um, a lady named Sue who homeschooled. And I had never heard of this, homeschooling concept. It was all new to me. And I just thought that it was a very interesting thing. I I really was impressed by her kids. It's probably the primary thing that that really impacted me um, from being around those kids. And so I began to ask her questions about it, and she gave me some books to read and some magazines to read and sent me home uh, back to our home in North Carolina when we left that area with those books, and um, that started sort of a journey for me of learning about homeschooling and reading about homeschooling. And, you know, as I said, my son at that time was only about six months old, so I knew I had a lot of time to process it and look into it before we I had to actually start doing it.
0: You mentioned being really impressed with their kids. What I mean, was there something that really stood out?
1: Yeah, they were just different from any other kids I had been around previously. I had babysat a lot. And I had um, had a lot of experience with working at uh, various daycares and in some after school care type situations, being a nanny for a family. Mm -hmm. And so I had been around a lot of kids, and these particular kids just, they were very, they had great manners, they had a lot of self control, they spoke very respectfully. The family dynamic uh, between the kids and, and the kids with the parents was just especially impactful, and I, I really thought, there's something special here, and I want to know what it is, because I want my family um, to experience this same family dynamic that I saw between them.
0: So, you start reading the materials. Um, at that point, what are you thinking? Are you thinking of considering homeschooling, then, as something <laughs> that you'll definitely um, do, or are you thinking you that you're know, well, I, I really right?
1: kept telling my husband, because uh, <laughs> he kept saying that's just really weird, and I just don't think that we would ever do that. And so I kept saying, I know, I know. I, I'm really more interested in it from an educational perspective. And I kept assuring him that I would never actually do it. It was just fascinating to me was what I would always tell him. And um, I, don't, I don't know why it never dawned on him that I, I was seriously interested because I did read everything I could get my hands on um, about it any time I, I found a new book that came out or, or you know, what have you, books at the library. And would just read voraciously about this subject called homeschooling, and but even not just for his sake, but for my own, I kept thinking, you know, that yellow school bus is going to come and pick him up at just a few years and take him away for eight hours a day, and that sounds like a good plan to me. I would only a crazy person would not do that, and so, you know, I, I certainly wasn't going to mess up that plan, which you know was what quote everybody else did, and so I didn't really think that I would ever take that plunge. And actually start doing it, I, I convinced myself I never would, um, which is sort of the funny part about that whole beginning of me getting into homeschooling. Uh,
0: while you were reading, <clears throat> was there anything that really struck you as interesting or fascinating, or you know, motivated you or inspired you to actually go through, go to the homeschooling route? Then,
1: oh, everything! Now, everything rung absolutely true with me in my in my very heart and soul when I would read it it would just resonate with me. This is right. This is true. This is the way kids are wired. This is how they develop. This is how they were created to be in a family and to be nurtured there and to have that as a foundation. All of that um, just really resonated with me, and I, I, I knew what I was reading was correct. Uh, just the actual taking the, the huge commitment level that I knew homeschooling was going to require just sounded very big and very cumbersome to me at that time. Because I was a new mom still, and I was, I was learning how to be a parent, much less, to me, it sounded like parenting would end to a large degree when my child did go to school. That's how naive I was at that point, and um, I had a lot to learn, and I, I really thought that it would be nice if he would go and be in school all day, and I would get, quote, a break from parenting. So I had a far, far road <laughs> to go down as far as being a mom and, and learning exactly how demanding parenting is and that you don't ever get a break and that it only really gets harder and and more involved the older they get.
0: While you were reading this stuff, were you also going to any seminars or meetups or any other place where you can meet other homeschoolers?
1: Yes, I did. Um, One day, it wasn't long after we came back to North Carolina, I remember telling my husband, well, this is just something they do up in Wisconsin. I'm sure they don't do that in North Carolina where we were from. Um, you know, I've never met a homeschooler. I've never heard of homeschooling. This would have been in the early 90s. And I, I, I highly doubt that any of this stuff goes on in, in North Carolina because I was trying to, you know, assuage his fears. And so, uh, like I said, it, we got back uh, that summer, and I was driving down the street, and there on the side of the road was a huge sign that said homeschool conference today at this church. And I thought, no way. And it was actually the church that we had gotten married at and grown up in, both of us, us, my husband and myself. And I did a U-turn. This is no joke. I did a U-turn, parked the car, went upstairs to this huge room where they had just tons of vendors. And they were passing out information about homeschooling in our community. And I paid my little fee without even thinking about it and began to walk around with him in a stroller. And I can remember the people would stop and say, now, how old's your oldest child? And I would say, this is him right here. <laughs> and they would look at me like, okay, well, that's wonderful. You're planning ahead. And even then I was saying, oh, no, no, I, I, I really doubt all homeschool. I'm, I'm just here, you know, just to look around. And uh, I was still very much living in denial at that point. So, so that's, that's kind of how I, <coughs> I tapped into the homeschool community was from from that point on. I began to know that there was a homeschool community and, and meet people through that.
0: So you did stay in touch with people in the community while mm-hmm. while your son was while your son was still not necessarily in school yet.
1: Right, right, yeah. He was a during the years that he was a, kind of a preschooler, and we began to have other children because you know I went on to have six, which is what you know crazy homeschoolers do. There's so many big families in the homeschool movement, and of course, then that sounded crazy to me as well. So God just had a lot to, a lot of work to do um, on on both of our hearts, my husband and myself. Um, and just, homeschooling drastically changed our family, I will say that, uh, and changed us as well as people. Um, but yeah, at, from that point on, the group that put on that conference um, is a support group in that same area where we were living in our town. And so I, I kind of tapped into them there and just kept up with them, um, eventually joined that group, began to get their newsletter. And the neat thing they offered is they offered a zero to seven age group um, of support and so I was able to, even before he started school, begin to take him to the playgroups and the park days and the field trips and things like that.
0: So at this point, you still, you mentioned that you're still, you were still expecting to send your son to a normal school. When mm-hmm. was it or what was it that convinced you to actually dive in and do the homeschooling?
1: Well, we were um, in a position where we had a child that was born with, uh, some pretty severe medical problems. And he, uh, just to give you an idea, was born in July and didn't come home from the hospital until November. So we were in the hospital wow. for a very long time with him. At the time, our older children, our older children were two and four. And for the next two years, um, we lived full-time at home with a nursing um, care person in the house with us. And so about the time that my son was starting kindergarten, my other son, who had been so sick, was just starting to get better, and that sort of fog we had lived in was beginning to lift. And I, I looked at my son, who was about to leave and go off to kindergarten, and I thought, I've, I've missed a lot of the last two years because I've been inundated with the care of this particular child. I can't miss any more time with him. And so that was a really, um, this is a very powerful part of our decision because we didn't want to miss our kids and we had we understood what that means to miss time with your kids and we just didn't want to do that anymore and so i think that changed both of our hearts with just sort of walking through that time um that's sort of a, a very strong um, example and definitely wouldn't apply to everybody but for us it was it was a time of really getting our attention
0: uh did your son ever set foot then in a kindergarten
1: Um, Yes, actually when he was um, in kindergarten, we we started him off in kindergarten and I think he went for just a few weeks and we very quickly said, I I can't do this. And a lot of our decision to send him, to be honest, was my husband's um, mom is an educator and she's actually in administration and really, really hated the idea of homeschooling and was very opposed to it and very vocal about it. And for somebody like myself who very much wants to please people, it was very hard to know how badly I was disappointing her. And so in an effort to sort of keep the peace and make everybody happy, I agreed to put him in school. And it was such a tough decision. I can't even communicate effectively how tough that time in our lives were. But what ended up happening was he you know, he was going to school for those couple of weeks and I was desperately lonely for him and as I said my, my other son had finally gotten better. We were starting to feel like we were giving our lives back and I, I just told my husband, I said, Please look, just you know, bring him home and um I you know, I know it's gonna upset your mom, but can we please try this? And there were a lot of too many things to go into, but there were a lot of um, factors that helped my son and my husband, the whole thing just sort of gelled at the right time, and we took him out of school, and it, it was a great decision. I would never ever go back and change that day that we said he's coming home.
0: How did your son feel <clears throat> going into this kindergarten, and then all of a sudden going back home? I mean, was it something that he missed? Did he enjoy the no. school? No,
1: oh no, no, he wanted he wanted to come home. So he, and, de- he definitely did.
0: And since he was away then from school and he was being homeschooled, um, did you set up some kind of curriculum? How did you go about the whole learning process then?
1: Well, you know, from, from all those years of reading about homeschooling and reading homeschooling magazines and um, going to the conferences and being a part of the group, I had just learned a ton about the curriculum that was out there and what we were going to use and You know, I had been to used um, book sales where I could pick up stuff for a low price. And so I had a good bit at home. It wasn't a hard thing for me to just dive in and start because I had been using stuff with him when he was at home. Um, We kept him home for an extra year because he has a late birthday. Um, He has a birthday in late summer, which is really close to the cutoff in our city. So we kept him home for a year, and I did do school with him at home that year prior to kindergarten. And so I had all of that stuff still left, and um, plenty more besides that I you knew I could order from catalogs. So that's kind of how I devised our curriculum.
0: Did you then? Did you then go with a traditional curriculum, or there's also other curriculums out there, you know, based on the philosophy of just have a child pursue their interest and then build the knowledge and the learning around their pursuit of some interest or something?
1: Yes, we very much did that. Um, he, you know, the. A typical boy, he was interested in things like space and trucks and we did lots and lots of unit studies and that was pretty much how I always did school with him, was a very eclectic, I pieced things together um, for math and language arts, let's say, or reading instruction, but then for everything else we would pull in unit studies and gosh, we've studied so many things very quickly. Uh, an interest for him was history, and that very quickly emerged. And so we have studied so much of, of American history and the history of the different wars and things like that. So that's been um, kind of how we've done school, is to do the unit studies, and that's been great.
0: So while <clears throat> while studying history, what activities did you organize around that topic?
1: Well, for instance, when we studied explorers, we actually went to um, St. Augustine, Florida, and toured that city and learned about, you know, Ponce de Leon and some of the Spanish explorers. Um, we made boats out of paper mache, and you know, we read tons of books on the explorers and pulled different biographies and things like that into our study, and we did. You know, a little bit of looking into the art for you know, Spain and some of the cultures that were coming in and how that influenced um, the things we have now and just a ton of things like that. And that's just one example was doing the Explorers because that was a pretty big unit we did. Now, Anytime I can try to in, in, incorporate a field trip or some sort of hands-on museum exhibit or anything like that, we, we definitely have done that.
0: Now, during this time, <clears throat> were you also working with other homeschoolers in the community was there a way where your son was getting social contact with other homeschoolers or how did that all work out?
1: Oh yeah most definitely we through that group that I told you about that I saw the sign on the side of the road <laughs> um, they, we got really involved as I said with their zero to seven group and then when we kept him home for the elementary you know, school years that same group of friends just that was part of his network of friends. We had a co-op that we did with several families for several years, and um, it was called an around the world co-op, and there were about six families, and all the kids were the same age, and that was a really, really fun thing that we did, and we just met once a month, and the moms, of course, would plan all the way, you know, a, a lesson all around this one country, and, you know, you would dress up in traditional clothes from that country and cook, the mom would have food cooked for that country for lunch and we would do art projects around that country and study the history and the culture and some of the traditions maybe play a game from that country it just you know the choices were limitless and it just depended on what that family wanted to do for that day and we would go to that person's house and we rotated houses obviously for what country and what month and it worked great so that was a huge part of his and my other children by that time, social atmosphere.
0: Yeah, as your other children were growing up and then also beginning to get homeschooled, were there any transitions or things that you had to change or things that you had to do that you didn't really initially expect doing just to manage the homeschooling?
1: Oh, yeah, managing. <laughs> managing was huge. And, you know, it, we, of course, with having six kids, we have definitely had our, our share of, life changes and things like moving and um, adding a new baby to the house, all those things become a challenge in and of themselves, um, even if you're not homeschooling. And if you are homeschooling, that becomes another element that you've now got to readjust to add that in. And so we, we pretty much have homeschooled through all those kind of major life changes. And, and it's hard. I'm, I'm not going to say it's easy because it is. It's, it's hard.
0: You also hinted at this concept of homeschooling and its relation to the family, you know, the family structure Mm -hmm. and why it's Mm -hmm. important to homeschool to help the Mm -hmm. family. Can you talk more about that and how either you've benefited or how it's impacted your family to have all of your children homeschooled?
1: Um, Probably the best answer I have for that is my um, sister. One time we were visiting her and she's not a homeschooler. We were down visiting her at her home. And she looked at me and she said, I have a question for you. And I said, yeah. And she said, what have you done with your kids that has made them like each other the way they do? And it was just such a sincere question from her heart. She wasn't being smart, and she really wanted wanted me to answer her. And I knew she wasn't going to like the answer because the answer was homeschool them. And they had to learn to get along and to to just work things out and coexist within a home and make concessions and put other people ahead of themselves. And, you know, we're right there together working on character and behavior and supporting each other. And sure, they fight, but they also have had to learn how to make up and because they, they can't avoid each other because we're together. And so I think that's a big part of it. But then I think there's also just a, as I said, it just creates a foundation that these kids can stand on. They know they're part of something bigger than just themselves as an individual. They're part of a family. And not only that, but that family highly values them and makes them such a priority that, you know, they see their parents make the sacrifices that have to be made so that they can be homeschooled. And they're just, they're extremely loved and they're given that, and I think a child that's had that to start out from can go into the world and, you know, feel very confident about who who they are and where they where they fit because they know they have something to come running home to.
0: Um, <clears throat> there are concerns that s- kids who are homeschooled may not necessarily be prepared to, you know, either do math or some of these other skills that are always tested in schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any concerns or do you have any concerns about your child or your children being prepared for entering the real world?
1: Um, I think that my kids definitely as they're getting older, because we're, we're entering a, a whole new realm now with teenagers. And, you know, we're kind of learning that homeschooling all the way through high school is not necessarily going to be the answer for all of our kids. And uh, there are some homeschoolers out there that would call me a heretic for saying that. But for us, for our family, for our family dynamic, for who we are and for who our kids are with their unique personalities, that's the answer that we're sort of landing on. My son actually, um, after being homeschooled all his life, uh, has gone to school this year. And I have seen him absolutely flourish. He's taken on a leadership role within the school. And I cannot tell you how many teachers have pulled me to the side or stopped in the carpool line and stuck their heads in the car and said, I want to know what you did with him. He is an exemplary kid. And I say that not to pat myself on the back, but honestly to just give kudos to the homeschool movement and for what it meant for, for shaping him into who he has ultimately become. So I've seen him be very much a success because of homeschooling. And um, he's excited and he's looking forward to his high school years. And he was ready to move on and to have more, as you said, of a social um, arena and to play some sports and to do those things and to have those experiences. And we certainly were not going to hinder him if that's the way God wired him to need that stuff. Um, My daughter, who is directly behind him in the lineup, doesn't have those same kinds of um, strong desires. She certainly would be open to school, but she's not dying to go to school like this particular kid was. So we're just kind of taking it one, you know, one kid at a time, and seeing what um, what God's plan for that child is. So I have definitely seen it help them, and as I said, kind of lay that foundation of knowing that you know for him, his family is here for him. We love him. We would do anything in the world for him, and he knows that because he's seen us do it all through his life. And as for math and things like yes. that, um, my son was never going to be good at math. It's just not his thing. So whether he went to school. Or whether he was at home, math was you know he's much more right brain you know given history or language arts or something like that he's all over it but given math and he's he's just not that's not the way he's wired so I think he honestly probably would have struggled in math and then felt stupid and and have a bad self image whereas at home we could just sort of work on it but then also put it in its proper perspective and everybody has something they're not good at Um, so.
0: Well, now that he's in school and he's expected to test, you know, in all of these different areas, do you think that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a danger then in terms of cultivating his desire and ability to learn because now he's being asked to be tested on things that he may not necessarily like?
1: No. Mm -mm. Because in our state, we have to test anyway, so he's always been tested at the end of the year. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, I think that the testing, you know, while sometimes schools say, oh, it's too much, you know, too many laws, we should have less laws, I think the testing is a great law. I think that um, it serves a great purpose. It serves the purpose to motivate the child. They know that test is coming at the end of the year. If they don't want to do the work, I'm sorry. You know, you have to do it. It's part of life. Um, but then again, I think that, you know, the test serves the parent in knowing here's some holes. Here's some places we need to beef up. And, you know, here's some stuff we did great at. So I think it, it serves two purposes.
0: Did you find any of the laws in your state related to homeschooling an impediment to homeschooling your children?
1: No. Nope. I, I've, our laws are fine. The only thing that's kind of the pain is we have to turn in an attendance sheet, which seems kind of silly. I mean, cause <laughs> were they there? You know, were they with you? Yes. Did they learn something? Probably. So that's kind of redundant to check all these boxes off and say, yes, they're here.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. And, you know, during all of this time of homeschooling, what lessons, you know, have you learned in terms of effective ways to homeschool children?
1: Um, just being really open to the fact that every kid, have their own strengths and their own weaknesses, and that doesn't mean that if they do something um, not great that it's the end of the world. I think that um, there's such stress, as you said, put on tests and scores and numbers, and it's, a lot of stuff doesn't even get taken into account. Um, you know, their biblical knowledge doesn't get taken into account on those tests, and their heart and their character and all those things. I think you just have to kind of pan the camera back and get a, a wider angle and just say, this is my kid, and this is what they're, you know, this is how they're wired, and this is how they work. And and I think homeschooling affords you the time to be able to figure that out about your child instead of just sort of passing them in the hall as each of you run off to your own things. So I'm grateful for it.
0: Well, since you had more than one kid being homeschooled at once, was there any kind of interaction in terms of learning or projects that your kids did together? Or was it still mostly um, an individual-based curriculum for each child?
1: The unit studies, we always did all that stuff together. We, um, they each had their own, say, grammar, reading, math for their specific grade level. And you know, call that table time work. And they all have their time that they have to be sitting down doing their work that they're responsible for. But then when it comes time to do a unit study, they all gather in the den and I read to them or we do an art project or we, you know, we're looking up stuff on a map and things like that we're all together for. And that's a lot of fun. I mean, reading aloud to them is is great. It's so fun to, you know, read a great book like um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe out loud and hear the things that your 4-year-old is getting. You know, the questions you just asked, you know, I I had like a comprehension guide when we read that book. And I would ask the questions expecting my older ones. And my little four-year-old daughter at the time would just pipe up with these very deep spiritual insights. So that was a lot of, a lot of fun for me as a mom just to watch that unfold. And it's stuff that I wouldn't necessarily have exposed her to at that age, but she just got because she was in the room.
0: Uh, so you've been homeschooling for quite a while now. You know, how has the Internet changed homeschooling for you?
1: Well, obviously, there's lots and lots more resources available on the internet than we ever had before. Tons of um, forums and bulletin boards and groups, email groups you can join. So it's a whole community that's been created through the internet. That is nice because you can't always get out and see, you know, real life people and, and inter- interact with other homeschool moms. But you can certainly get online and have have that fellowship uh, just with a click of a mouse, which is that's wonderful. I love that part of it and have gotten really into blogging. And there's a whole, you know, homeschool blog community going on. And, and I love reading what other moms are actually doing and what's working for them and not working for them and read their, you know, real-time reviews of curriculum that are, that's being used. You can read what the publisher puts out there, but it's that's one thing. But then to read a real mom's um, perspective on it is very enlightening and encouraging. So.
0: Have you been able to meet more folks <clears throat> because of the internet? I know you talked about you know conversing and reading the blogs online, but has it helped to meet other people within your physical community?
1: Um, I don't know that I'd say necessarily that it's helped me within my physical community, but I will say that I'm going to be headed to a homeschool conference tomorrow, and we'll be having dinner with somebody that I met uh, via her blog, so... I can't totally say that it hasn't because it, it definitely has when you look at it from that,
0: from that angle. <laughs> you also mentioned curriculum and how it's helpful to talk to other homeschooling moms online or even read about their reviews of curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how has the curriculum changed? I know that you know homeschooling in terms of hitting the mass media has taken on a, a bigger role and it's getting more exposure and there are more companies entering the homeschooling market. Uh, Can you talk about how the curriculum opportunities and products have changed since you started homeschooling compared to now?
1: Um, Sure. We definitely, it's, I guess, a little overwhelming for some people to see the number of curriculum that, that has hit the market since homeschooling has gotten so big and, and been recognized by publishers as a you know, billion-dollar industry. And so, of course, they want their, their piece of that pie, and they've rushed in, um, rushed in to offer that to people. And I say for some people that might be overwhelming. For me, that's just exciting. I, I love it. I love the choices I have now. Uh, and I, I'm just somebody that loves to sit and will actually, the first time I go through a homeschool magazine, read all the ads first. And then go back and read the articles because I just I love it. I'm a curriculum junkie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> have there been any things that <clears throat> that you've used that have been phenomenal or have had a great impact on the homeschooling experience?
1: I would say that definitely um, having lots and lots of manipulatives and games and toys has been paramount to making our homeschool experience richer. And more full. We, we definitely. I'm not the type of person that can, you know, just go into a random bag of goodies and create something from it. I have to have some guidance. I have to have some rules and some ideas, and, and give me a springboard to jump from, and I'm great. But having manipulatives and things that we have in our house that I can you know, get out for the kids and do with the kids, and and you know, if I'm working with one person, I can give my other person. Um, who needs some guidance, something to do and something to keep them occupied, but in a very profitable way, a way that's going to help them and not just be mindless and not not help them at all. They can actually play with something that's educational and I feel good about them spending their time doing.
0: Are there any specific toys that you found very useful for this then?
1: Um, definitely any educational game has been something that, is a wise investment, I think, of our, first of our money, but also of our time. And I think that if you can teach something through a game or through a hands-on experience, manipulative uh, math, manipulative pattern blocks, winking um, cubes, we do a ton of that sort of stuff, especially for my younger guys, because that's that's what excites them, that's what gets them engaged.
0: Uh, with this influx of all this curriculum, <clears throat> um you know, the, also the price, but price of purchasing a lot of these things is more than what, say, a normal person or the average person would actually invest in terms of their children's education. Um, is there a way that you have found to either keep the prices down or to manage the cost of, you know, buying all this curriculum and all these other materi- all this other material that's needed for the homeschooling experience?
1: Well, wherever I can, I use the library. Um, I uh, also check used sales quite a bit. If there's a used sale in our area, we, you know that's where other homeschoolers come together and put their stuff out that they don't need anymore or didn't use for whatever reason. Uh, that helps a lot to save money. And Scholastic, um, which is the, they do books uh, all over the country. A lot of a lot of times in a major city, they'll have a warehouse and they have warehouse sales a couple of times a year. And if you get on their mailing list, you can. Go to their warehouses, and everything in the warehouse is fifty percent off. So that's a great way to save some money on
0: curriculum. Great. Do you have any last words or suggestions for people interested in doing homeschooling for their children?
1: Um, do it. Uh, I think that you won't regret it. You'll, um, you might. If you don't do it, if you don't take the plunge, then you'll always wonder. You know, is should I have tried it? Should I have you know, jumped off that cliff. Sometimes I think that's what it feels like for a mom, especially when you're committing to something so huge. But you'll never regret it. Any time that you can spend investing in your kids and learning about your kids is valuable time. And I certainly don't regret it. I mean, has it been hard? Absolutely. But, um, and have I missed some things that maybe the world would have said I I could have done or whatever? Sure. But it's not stuff that I can ever ever fathoms trading in for the time and the valuable rich experiences it's given uh, not just to me and my kids but to our whole family
0: great, uh, you also mentioned that you have a blog, can you talk more about that and where oh, people sure. can find that
1: yeah, um, they can go to my website it's www.marybeth m-a-r-y-b-e-t-h Wayland w-h-a-l-e-n dot com and you just click on the blog button and it'll take you right to my blog and I've had that blog for two years, and have absolutely loved the community that that I have found in the blogging world. And I get tons of ideas, and you know, books that people are reading, and new curriculum that's out, and just hearing about how other other people's days go, and you just get great ideas that way.
0: Great. We're talking with Mary Beth Whalen. Uh, Thanks again for your time.
1: Oh, yeah, thank you.